This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back. And oh my God, Chris Forsberg, is that, do I see a season ahead? Oh boy. Is training camp? It's a little too close. I, it's it's uh it's the rearview mirror. Objects may appear closer than they they really are, but no, this it, it is steamrolling towards us. What, Eleven days till training camp. Uh, like tw- sixteen days till till like a preseason game, like a random one o'clock Sunday with the Hornets, and uh, and and like thirty two days until actual basketball. It's a uh, it's a uh, yeah the goodbye abbreviated off season. And so it was a longer offseason than usual, but it just didn't feel like that nope. because of the Durant stuff, I feel like. Because that yeah. was almost – that was a good month and a half there. Of, and, like, uh, we, the, the team went to the finals. Normally we're, right. we're, we're like, kind of – I mean, not that, that we ever kind of kick back in mid-May, but, you know, when you get bounced in the second round, you get an extra month of, you know, kind of digesting. And it felt like we went right from – from finals to Brogdon and Gallinari to Durant rumors to like, I mean, it's just been, it's been no rumors, no rumors. Like actually it's weird. The last few weeks have been almost, almost alarmingly quiet. I keep apologizing to people I work for because I'm like, it, it's just too quiet. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like everybody just knew that the season was coming. And so it's been a, a little bit quieter than normal, but that's all right. It's going to, that's going to change in 11 days. It is. And it, it's going to be a fun training camp in terms of intrigue, I think, since, you know, there's there's a lot that's certain about this team mm-hmm. in terms of the top eight, nine players in this rotation. But after that, there's a whole lot of uncertainty. And I thought you kind of broke this down nicely on NBC Sports Boston this week with a uh, great rendition of the, I guess, I, I, robbed, I, I, I went B-Rob. I took yeah, the I mean, it's good. No, it's good. It's like I was going to do. The I probably was going to bring out the full team powering at some point, but no, you got you got right to the point of what people are going to hear. Mm. Bringing the back half of the roster training camp bro. This is guys playing for their lives, really. Ranking with like literally playing for uh, not just a spot on the team, but potentially real minutes on this team. So it's weird, right? Like the Celtics are. We just sort of feel like the whole team's coming back because they have their top eight. They've added Brogdon, but as part of that Brogdon trade, they really cleared out the end of their roster and. Now there's three open spots. I don't suspect they'll fill them all, but they do have to fill two of them. And I know everyone's sort of been clamoring the last few weeks, like, oh, will they go get a Carmelo type or should they look into Dwight Howard, an experienced center? But it's been clear. I feel like the vibes out of out of the Auerbach Center for the past month have been, you know what? Like we've spent a lot of money, $19 million over the, the tax line already. I think they want to see what they've got. Uh, so they're going to bring in. And I, I I think it's sort of by design. One of the stories I wrote that I really haven't even put out there yet, but like for me, the Celtics, they keep trading these first round picks. Right. And so how do you get young talent in, you go get a bunch of first round, former first round picks and hope that they fit better with your system and that you can develop them. And so from, you know, Cobb jelly to, I mean, to all the way down to Denzel Valentine and with Noah Vonley and, everyone else in between they're just bringing in all this these guys who just sort of haven't found their their role or who have fallen out of the league a little bit for whatever reason for a variety of reasons but just like you said for me I almost don't care about the first 10 guys on the roster nine guys on the roster but like those third team workouts are going to be amazing because all of those guys have motivation to try to fill 
one of those two spots or however it shakes out. And I mean, I would think too, in, in Ime Adoka's year two here, knowing what he has with mm-hmm. those guys, like he puts a lot of the the starters and main event, like they're going to play like a, they'll play a real game or two out of the preseason. But the rest of this, I would think for a lot of the, certainly the second half of these games is going to be primarily third team guys, like guy, cause mm-hmm. you want you, I think, it's one thing it's like, okay, we're figuring out who's going to be the 14th or 15th guy in the roster and they're never going to play now. But it's like, no, this is Al Horford and Rob Williams are going to need nights off. Yeah. Um, You would hopefully want to give other veterans on this roster nights off period. And so you need to figure out who you can, who you want your team for that and who you can trust. And so, I mean, you get a lot of that in practice wraps. So I think you, in these games too, like that giving some extended run for these guys, will help you uncover the next, you know, Javante Green or whatever, right. whoever it's going to be, whoever's going to jump out like that. And, and that's why I'm, I'm like just super intrigued. Like normally I wouldn't care about these spots. And it's true. Like after training camp, I, I, you probably cross your fingers and hope you don't see a lot of these guys. Because if you do, that means either, you know, you're giving rest to guys or you've been forced to use that depth because of injuries. But you have to be able to at least have the confidence to lean on those players. And I think one of the things coming off the finals is, okay, like Grant, Derek, and and that crew went cold. Like, who are you leaning on? And as much as I thought Gallinari had weaknesses, at least you knew you could throw him in. So Gallo's out. You know, there is positions at that front court spot. Like, who can confidently earn those minutes and earn your trust? And we're going to find out quick. So, you know, like whether it's someone in that camp roster or, you know, what they've got in-house and Cornette and Cobb and Jelly. And, um, but like, I am fascinated to, to kind of watch this and, and, and there's, those guys should have no lack of motivation. You want, you want to be on the parent roster, go out there and show that you can play 10 minutes, that you can take the baton if Al Horford sits on the second night of a back-to-back. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. All right. So let's look at this. Now, I'm not going to blow your whole list. You have to go okay. check out NBC Sports Boston. I mean, you can. I mean, I can. We, we might do it anyway, but I'm not going to do it out of the gate. So I'm going to I'm gonna pick out names I want to talk about here because yes. I'm intrigued by where they are in this list. And I, let's, let's start with an obvious one. I think the guy most impacted here by the Gallinari injury is mm-hmm. Sam Hauser. Yeah. And um, this is someone who had was given a guaranteed deal at the beginning of the summer, which isn't like a shock, but also is like, okay, they 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 don't they didn't have to do that. That, that was a clear investment from a team perspective. And the question, I mean, he's shot well from three in the G League. He fought, shot well from three in garbage time. Don't, don't say Summer League because not I don't Summer think... League. Did not <laughs> only played a game. They, they saw enough after one game of Summer League. It was like, all right, let's, let's, let's pull the plug on this. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Ryan. Um, well, but now, yeah. right. So, yeah, the, I mean, we'll get to him later, maybe. But Sam Hauser, are you, are you buying in on him being better than? Carmelo and whatever free agent X that it could be out there for this team to, to, to fill that, you know, Gallinari semi. So I, I don't mind giving him first crack. It goes back to my whole thing about if you're going to have this highly expensive top seven, eight, like you've got to find cheaper young talent that can stay in the system. And sure you can go sign a Carmelo. What's the long-term return on that? You get one year, you've got to play him. You can't cut him during the season. Like there's prickly parts of bringing in a veteran that, that complicate that, that path. Whereas with Hauser, if you do strike gold, like we, one of the things I keep going back to is in, in, in February, after they made the Derek White deal, you know, I got to do a, an interview with Brad for, for our network. And, and, and he sort of said, you know, one thing we need to do is identify young talent that might have a chance to blossom in the right situation. And he pointed to Miami and, you know, with Hauser, we kept saying it like a Duncan Robinson possibility, right? A late round guy that, you know, has one obvious skill set. 
And now can he do enough to not be counterproductive in other ways, especially when this team wants to play a certain way with defense and ball moving on offense, you know, so he's going to have to show me a little something. I think he has to show he, has, he can do more than just hit open threes on, on offense. But you know, if he does just hit open threes, like there's a role for him. And like, and so I, I do think there's that he gets first crack here. And unless he's a liability defensively and just gives you nothing else on offense and teams just identify that, like all he can do is catch and shoot. Then yeah. Like you, you can explore the route of like, what's a better upgrade for that spot. Um, I would have, I'd feel a lot better if we saw a little bit more in summer league and he was like dominant, but yeah, like you said, all we saw was one kind of rough game. Uh, and so I think they're just crossing fingers on what they saw behind the scenes. And, you know, maybe he, he could have played a little bit more towards the end of last season, but even into the playoffs, he gets hurt and that freak accident after practice or whatever it was. And, uh, so yeah, it's just like, I, I, I'm, I, but I feel comfortable if he's your 10th guy. Um, the only concern is that because he plays a position of higher need than maybe your ninth guy, like Peyton Pritchard is, if he was six foot eight, would be playing a ton. Right. He's not. And so now they need guys like Hauser to, to fill that role. Are you comfortable with the Hauser in that role? I, think I don't know why so. I call them I mean, the Hauser. Right, but... The Hauser. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that could stick. <laughs> um, I think it's a situation where if he's hitting threes, yes, it, it all comes down to, if you like, cause the, the rest of his game, it's like you, all you need in that you need 10 minutes of a guy who can space the floor and Galinari could give you, as you talked about, like more than that offensively, but it's a pretty good chance Hauser would be better defensively than Gallinari this at this stage of his career. Like we haven't seen it yet, but that wouldn't be a huge surprise if he can, you know, Gallinari's got more size, but from a foot speed perspective would get picked on endlessly in, in like, right. you know, situations that matter, which is why you probably wouldn't see him out there in crunch time a lot. Sure. But yeah. So, I mean, like it's until proven otherwise I'm buying it. I mean, I mean, like, like I said, summer league would have been nice to get an extended run and be like, okay, he's, he's ready to pick it up here. But, that's maybe not even the form, the right place for him either. It's like, I'd rather see him next to right. three or four other guys that can draw defenses rather than and, a bunch of and, guys. And that's that the big thing, right? Like he's going to be out there at times with Tatum and Brown and, and like really good lineups that if you're a defense, you're like, let him shoot. And then he can send those majestic rainbows at the rim. And we'll, we'll see if, uh if, if he can consistently hit it. But yeah, if he's like a, 37% shooter from three point range, he'll thrive and he'll be fine. And he'll eat those minutes as necessary. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued on those, like the nights, like you said, if Al Horford isn't out there and you do need to lean a little bit harder into guys at the four or five other guys that we'll get into, you know, is Hauser a guy that can give you like 20 minutes, 25 minutes and be and hold up and not be a defensive liability. And so, you know, th those are questions you probably can't answer until you get into the season. First, we're going to hear from our sponsor here, LinkedIn town solutions where as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire in all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. I know personally, I've been on LinkedIn for years. It has helped lead to a couple of jobs over the years. And I've been able to connect with a network of tons of people on there over time. So it's a great place to get set up on. So you can create a free job post on there in minutes to reach your network and beyond on the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people so you can add your job and the purple hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire on there it's simple tools you can use screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize 
who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small, small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So here's what you can do. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to. Nearly 40 million job seekers seek, visit LinkedIn every week. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash winning. That's linkedin.com slash winning to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I next want to move up to a really intriguing placement of the two-way guys on your list. High Ooh. on the power rankings list. You're going to skip two. Luke? We're not going to do a Luke talk? I guess we should do Luke talk too. Yeah. So let's just do, can I just do a quick like, No, give me, I, give me Luke. Give me, give me so the, I, I was the just surprised. So like, when I was putting these together, obviously, like I, I try to be somewhat informed. I think there's, they're really bullish on, on Luke in, inside the, the Auerbach Center. And I think if you're like a casual fan, you're sitting there going, oh man, like if Al Ras or if Rob gets injured, you're leaning on Luke Cornett to be your third big. And like, I think about last year and I mean, Ennis, Ennis Freedom filled that role. And I mean, you got away with it. Now, like Tice came back and he wasn't great, but like you could feel those minutes. I think I'm not saying that I think Luke Cornett is going to be some world beater or whatever, but I think in two seasons, he showed like both sides of the court kind of fits into what they do and can be okay. He's not going to be great at anything, but he'll be a willing ball mover. He'll set screens. He's the biggest dude they have. And so I like I've, I've heard a lot of trepidation from fans about the the big man spot. And like, look, that's absolutely fair because of, of Al's age and Rob's injury history. Um, there might come a time that you have to address it more than what we see, but I just don't think right now it needs to be like the number one priority. It's maybe sometime, you know, get into the season and the names that are going to be out there to probably bolster that front court will be better. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit team Cornette. I'd like, I'm, I, I feel like when he's been thrown in there, he's done. Okay. And he's game in Toronto last year, that game in Toronto, he was like beasting on the boards. Exactly. Everyone else had the night off. Yeah. It's, it's a good, they are. They're very high on him and they actually gave him a, like, he's the one guy out of this list that has like a real guarantee right. to his contract, which again is a sign of being like, you know, we, we want you here. We think you have a really good shot of doing this. Yeah. If it would have to be, I think like a disastrous camp for him, for him to like not make, even right. a disaster camp might like, they think they might like him enough to keep him anyway. Um, he just might not be, you know, the first man out as far as PT goes, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's his, his odyssey here is hilarious to me because when he they got him initially in, you know, in the Tice, you know, all those deals that yeah. they made uh, two years ago, he seemed like easily going to be the guy that was going to be waived when they needed a roster spot. Right. But he came in that game in Oklahoma City and like won him that game and was like, OK, Mo, Mo Wagner kind of stunk for the last week here. So guess what? <laughs> Luke, you're staying. And now, well, Mahold, he, you know, he he obviously bounced around a little bit last year, but they. They signed him to the deal once the roster and spot up. Enough. Even when he was in the G League last year, I thought he was really good. Yeah. And like showed that he's like a high level player at the G League. So I think that can translate. And so again, like I don't think you're asking a lot normally from, you know, if you think of Grant as a as a big, you know, and and playing minutes at the four, I don't know how much he'll slot up to the five, but he can defend five. So like maybe there's I just don't think there's gonna be a huge need except for those rest nights right. for Luke to hang in there. And maybe that's those are just nights where Tatum's got to play more at the four or the five or whatever you got to do. You have a lot of versatility with the depth that you have on the on the on the other side. But yeah, like uh now we can now we can transition to the two <laughs> No Luke Luke deserved it. I mean he's like out of anyone on this list He's probably gonna be most relevant, like yeah. outside Hauser for like when Wild. think when things get going here during the season. But, um, but you are Kevin Kelly makes sense based on summer league. JD Davidson, I mean, I guess both of them make so, sense based on those are the two best looking players in summer league. When you know at the end of the at the end of the week, and so I guess my one question to you is, 
A, is there any way either of those guys get on the 15-man roster, do you feel like, if they have a really strong camp? And B, who do you like to actually, like, make a potential impact when they do get a shot? So, you know, I put the little disclaimer with Davis, and the part of the reason I put him up so high is because, like, he's got to get he's, he's going to be here. He's on a two-way. Like, yeah. the rest of the guys below him, there's just no guarantee. Right. And so I think that, like, I just had to kind of boost him up there. I don't think he I, – I'd be surprised if he hits – 300 minutes on this team because there's just way too much guard depth. I don't know where Peyton Pritchard's minutes are coming from. So I definitely don't know where JD Davison would spend, but I know he's going to spend a bunch of time in Maine and he's going to get all the reps that he needs after only one season at Alabama. But I do think he showed enough at, 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 at camp or a summer league to, to be a little bit bullish on, on what he could do. There would be a little bit of a tax savings if they made him one of the 13th or 14th guys. So I could see that being a curiosity if no one else sort of blows you away below uh, the, with, with, with right. the, 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 the invites, but with both him and, and Cobb and jelly, like the problem is none of the guys you brought to camp, like really check the two way boxes, right? Like you have to have four years or less of experience. And yeah. I think almost all these guys are, are, are past that. So I don't see a necessarily like an obvious funnel. Now maybe another team waves a guy and no one blows you away in camp and you're like, okay, we're going to put this guy on a two way and Cobb and jelly elevates to the parent roster. But again, that some of that will depend on how he plays in camp. I think, you know, I keep hearing the like Clint Capella type player, like can run the floor. Just like there's some hype videos out there of him hitting threes over the summer. I think they, if they're being honest, they'd go to him and say, Hey, don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> just run the floor. Like, you it's know, last big the Celtics certainly like all their big men to shoot. We'll see Cornette fire away with, with that. But like, a guy like that, all they want is for him to run, rebound, play above the rim a little bit, and you know maybe he gives you a little something. He was definitely – I didn't know a whole lot about him going into Summer League, and I was so on the uh, the Travion uh, Williams hype train that I, I, I like I lost uh, all sight of uh, of everything else. Um, I really wanted Travion to be here, but, um, you know. Golden State, get to go, go. They they just keep Checking they just keep kicking there. me in the in the shin. But um, you know, can 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 uh uh Cabin Jelly be something? I think so. So uh didn't get really an opportunity with the Clippers, kind of bounced out there because they had a loaded roster and wasn't, you know, quite the dynamic player that maybe they expected. Um bounced around was great with Rio Valley last year and maybe found himself a little bit. And so hey, another chance to to show what he can do. And, and at worst, if he's just a two-way guy. Um, you still have so the luxury of of keeping them around. I'd like I don't I don't know what the, the the number is now because the pandemic screwed everything up. But like those guys can be around the team a whole bunch. And yeah, I think, uh, it's, I think it's fifty games. Yeah, so it's, I it's mean, a lot. It, you're gonna want to put those guys up in the G League anyway for thirty games a year and and or whatever the main however many that main can 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 get, especially the home games. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh I think it'll be a good situation for him and and maybe he'll surprise. Like that's another part of the curiosity. Really good at summer league, but. Does it always translate? No. So let's see what he can do against at least uh, mo uh, more time against real NBAers. Yeah, I think the the battle between him and Cornette for like the that first big spot, I think, mm -hmm. will be one of the most fascinating subplots in camp here because he's you know if he plays like he did in summer league, he might have the inside track on that. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break here to from our sponsor bet online football is back and bet online is your number one source for all your football betting needs sports info all season long you can find all the latest odds news and game matchups including week two games coming up this weekend you can always find it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events including mlb playoffs mma tennis boxing and even golf so head on over to bet online golf 
Ag. That's right. You may be able to live tours on there too. I think. Ooh. So get in on that. Join, receive your hundred percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to enter the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we need to go. I'm demanding us go to the local route to wrap things up. Here. I, I love that. I love that we, that that we have like the local route. It's it's uh you know two local bodies here. On let's the, go. On the... We All need right, it. Jake Lehman. Let's start there. That's the newest signing this week. They made official. Um, I, I think he I makes think, the roster. I think right. Like I mean, I was kind of sh- I kind of for it's kind of the guy you forgot about. Like right. I was like was he he was in Minnesota the last couple of years. He always he was had like a he was actually started some games in Portland before that. Um, in my mind, he's if you look at his numbers, he's like that's supposed to he's like a three point shooter that hasn't shot the three in the NBA yet. <laughs> it's like the three point yeah. wing that it hasn't done that yet, but. From time people, they like they kind of like him defensively, mm-hmm. athletically. He you know brings a lot to the table at six foot eight, and so I don't know. It's this is a can he can he do it in front of the hometown fans? Can he can he he'll clearly have uh, a pretty big base at the garden on his side for these preseason games. So it's gonna be fascinating to watch. I I can't I you know it's so funny because it, it's one of the the quieter off season like we all kind of perked up when they got Vonley and and, and uh, Caboclo. I mean like you know right th- and these guys are probably I mean if you we go back and look and like their productivity over the uh, over the last few years and their chances in the NBA they really haven't done anything. But here's a legit guy who has been a serviceable bench guy for Minnesota and Portland and like can help you. So obviously you look at the shooting splits and go. Ah, he can't play here. Doesn't shoot three or whatever, but he does enough. Like whether it's the movement and willing ball mover and cutting, and I mean, obviously the athleticism. Then I do think there's a role here, and but probably, you know, we can debate what the team's biggest need is, but there's probably two camps: the one who thinks like the 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 big man depth is the biggest issue, and another that's that's kind of worried about the wing, who where you know you don't want to run Jalen and Jason into the ground. And it would be nice if you had another wing to throw out there. What did we see in the finals? They needed one more wing probably who could at least go out there. And so while Layman, it doesn't necessarily leap off the page, except while well, it leaps off the ground on and, 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 and can, can dunk like crazy. But um, you know, I, I do think there's like, that's a good serviceable role player who can, can, can help your roster. So that's why I had him so high on that, on that list, because I do think, as quiet as it was, and we kind of just looked up and go, oh, cool story, local boy coming home, chance to make the team. I think his skill set's going to give him a, a definitive chance to to get one of those spots. And it kind of shows you how competitive the NBA is to, like, for Rashford right now, because he's, for a guy like that who, you know, he hasn't done a lot in his career, but it's like, you know, five-year, mm-hmm. he's been, he was hurt a lot in Minnesota, but he was, you know, like you said, a, has been a rotation player for a good chunk of his career, and now he has to, you know, take a, a non-guarantee. And that part of it might just be like, you know, you're you're coming to Boston. You actually have an opportunity here. Like he obviously agreed to this deal after the Gallinari injury. Right. So this is a situation where it's like, okay, yeah, no, I can, if I could certainly play myself into a role here and I'm going to, you know, bet on myself on that front. And Minnesota has like 9 million guys. Now, yeah. My God. Right? Like Minnesota a, roster and 9 million be. bigs. And like, I mean, they, they, they kept, they, they drafted somebody I wanted and I said, Oh God, he's never going to play. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. Noah Vonley. Mm. Another, I'm gonna I let was, you start. I'm gonna let you start on the tight fan about Noah Vonley. I thought he had like a couple years ago with the Knicks. Actually, had a really good season. He did, but, but that team was so bad. 
that like how much can you I think, take out? I of think that? that was 2018, 19. Yeah, so that, I don't that, I don't even remember back right. then because it was pre-pandemic. I know it's true. It's like that <laughs> that's these things. Like that feels like 10 years ago or anything pre-pandemic. But you know, he he's someone that like, it's a very high draft pick. Like mm-hmm. had also was traded for Batum very early in his career, was a, a nice, you know, by Portland, which is way back when. Um, but really just was a guy who never i don't think he did he rebounds well but that's kind of it and so that's someone who which is maybe all you need right which is right is that what is that what you're looking for at this spot in terms of like but for me like for the to work you can't just rebound you need to actually i think be respectable defensively and so i think that's gonna be the question for him now is like can he do that and the fact that he's been out of the league now for a year you know he obviously is gonna be hungry for it all these guys are kind of in that moment i kind of like brad stevens style of getting guys like this because it's like you have seasoned guys, but also guys that are going to be, you know, hungry as ever. So I think that's hopefully a mix of where guys like learn to play their role more or just like, you know, not step out of their lane. And Vonley could be, if he embraces that and can play defense in the system, he could kind of fall in line with that. And just like you said, with Jake Lamb and the, uh, the, the Haverhill connection or whatever, whatever right. wherever he was up from there, uh, the old Merrimack Valley conference, I covered those games back in the day. Uh, but yeah, like I, he, he's clearly someone who has NBA experience, who hasn't quite ever tapped into that full potential. I do sometimes get a little leery when I see that he went in, you know, Shanghai, like, yeah. you know, big men tend to go over there and dominate. I keep thinking back to Shavlik Randolph days and like he would go over <laughs> there, he would put up 20 and 20 and then he would come back and, you know, get a 10 day or fill out the Celtics roster at the end there. Uh, but you know, there's, there's, a, there's only so much you can show in, in that setting. And, you know, look, he's, he's going to have to shake some rust. I forget if it was him or someone else I wrote in there, but um, you know, I don't think he's played double digit minutes in a game since like before the bubble. And like, that concerns me. Like they, they just haven't had any reps uh, except overseas. And so uh, we'll see, but again, no shortage of motivation. I'm sure like, especially for a local guy, like the, 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 the front office is familiar with these guys. Um, and you're just hoping that being put in the right situation with a lot of positives and not being asked to do a lot can get the most out of you. So whether it's him um, or any of these other dudes that, uh, that, that sort of get some inspiration and, and find what the, what they haven't been able to find quite in the NBA to this point. It'll be fascinating to see if, you know, when they're picking out who makes this team here, like if they go, you know, like they're, let's say, you know, Cornette feels pretty safe. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be, and, you know, Hauser's going to be on there. So that's like, that's 12. So you have, you have three spots there. Do they go two wings, one big? Mm-hmm. Do they go two bigs, one wing? Like you'll like, you'll kind of see what the, cause that's going to have a, and, and honestly that probably it's going to be up in their base and like, who's earned a spot like who's yeah. who actually is playing well enough to be like, okay, you could be relevant here. And then there's obviously the, you know, keep the roster spot open option. But I feel like that's, especially if these guys are on non-guaranteed deals, that's less appealing now because True. Gallinari's out anyway. So it's like, it's not going to take much to like, you know, need to go deeper into that bench in a couple of these games. If, 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 if other injuries strike early. And just like you said, I could see that that scenario where they they maybe even carry another guy out and he doesn't have a guaranteed date till, you know, obviously they yeah, the, most of these contracts don't go till January anyway. 
And, um, you know, maybe it's just a luxury to have a body like that. Maybe. And how early do 10 days start? Like, I mean, I, I guess you could wait and just, yeah, I think it's right around the same time, like maybe like December or January right. too, even though I know of COVID now, maybe. It's right. Like- exactly. Like for COVID has changed the rules on everything. And that's why I, I don't, I don't have a grasp on two ways or 10 days anymore. Um, but I could see like a scenario where you just kind of try to weather early, you know, and say, and it, it sounds funny to try and on a, on a $170 million spend to be, trying to save a couple hundred thousand dollars, but you know, again, it all comes down to who shows in camp. If it makes sense to carry a guy because you think he's got something and can help you in a pinch, then maybe they're more likely to go to 15. Uh, the one guy we haven't talked about that I think probably would be my pick for spot number two after uh, Jake Lehman would be Justin Jackson. Yep. Um, you know, obviously had the 10 day here last year. Like he wasn't even on the Celtics summer league roster to start the year and then came in and was there probably one of their best players. Um, he size. Yeah, has size, knocks down threes. Um, you know, like I feel like if you if you were if you were trying to figure out what they need with those final spots, you know, do you think they need like sort of a wing guy? Which I've I, I kind of tagged Layman as this, you know, even though he has some size. And I think you just go a little bit bigger with with Justin Jackson. You can put him in probably different scenarios at that big man spot. Um, you know, I'd, I'd feel comfortable if those are the two guys coming out and I'm kind of waiting for the others to, to maybe surprise me and show a little bit more than, than maybe I've seen so far. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, if I was going to, you know, put my odds on it early on, I'd be like, I like those two for their versatility. And then after that, it's going to be, you know, who makes the biggest impression and, and like, everybody else can go to Maine. Everyone's going to Maine. Right. Yeah. That, 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 that pipeline is strong. Um, and it's obviously they went, dug deep into it with like Luke Cornett last year um, mm-hmm. and whatever else opens up on this roster. Should, so. do, do we, do we, I feel bad. We didn't say anything about Broderick Thomas. Yeah. Broderick Thomas. It's just, I, he actually had a good summer league too. I just think like yeah. it's a situation where the backcourt is crowded and yeah. like, and you, you sign JD Davidson. So like it's, but who knows, maybe if he has a really good camp and like, we'll guard up defensively that like, he certainly there's an opportunity for him there if he can take it. And knock out, you know, say, yeah, we're better off of him than like Layman or something like that. If he proves that, but I think, I think he has a tough hand against him to kind of, because the the needs are kind of against what his uh, his size is. Really. Yeah, exactly. And he's six five. He's a big guard, but you know, can he play the spots that you're probably going to need that that depth for? Like, I just don't see a guard unseating Peyton Pritchard for fourth string minutes and so you'd have to really be kind of erode the depth chart but too bad because he was like he, he, a lot of those guys were good and when he brought up at the start here matt ryan like yeah a lot of people would have loved to have seen matt ryan especially given his story be here in camp but you only got 20 spots and uh there was no clear pathway for him to, to kind of stick on this roster when his skill set probably overlaps a good bit with hauser and, and and the like and uh doesn't have quite as much size either so um, yeah, those are just the, the decisions you got to make. I hope he gets a chance some, somewhere to, uh, to kind of keep the, keep that dream alive. Lightning round on Bruno and Denzel Valentine. Any thoughts either way? I mean, Bruno, it's a Bruno <laughs> quote, just a brand for Shella. Bruno, Bruno, quote, Bruno is two years away from being two years away. And that was eight years ago. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. And Denzel, like, he, Hey, he lasted on the end of last year. He's one of those dudes who's like surprisingly old, 28, 29 now or something. Um, you know, again, he's going to get the chance to go back up to Maine and probably prove what he can do. Or, you know, unless one of these guys just really did something this off season that takes him to another level. It's uh, they're, they're, they're kind of competing to just stay in the league. All right. That's Chris Forsberg of NBC sports, Boston being ahead of the curve here, giving you, the power rankings you need to get you ready for training camp. <laughs> I did. Pre- I did appreciate that you came back with the depth chart 
um, because uh, you got in, you got it. I stepped on your territory with the power rankings, and you were like, "Let me just remind you who the <laughs> the, the, the the power ranking slash uh, depth chart king is." And I was like, "All right, I got to stand down." No, this is power <laughs> rankings has is is a universal, at uh, least stolen for the last 20, 30 years. Um, we'll just see if that's. I'll, I'll be honest, it was just a lot of work to do it. I did it for a few years, and then doing it every week was like, this is just. Yeah. There's too many players. There's too many. Maybe and, I'll and, and with, top, with, with the top nine, like, I mean, what, what am I going to do? Right. It, it, it was, like, it was funny. Good. I said, I said, you you can quibble with this and some of you will. And sure enough, I got like five things that are like, you know, and somebody said, uh, oh, you guys love Marcus so much. You put ahead, ahead of Robert Williams. I'm like, I'm the president of the freaking Rob Williams <laughs> yeah, right? fan club. Like, you know how hard Who are you that talking is to? <laughs> but you just got to just got to give Marcus his due there. So, yeah. Top top eight, top nine, whatever. We know that. Like, uh, oh, let, let's end. Let's end real on this. Uh because I'm interested in your take on this. What do you think ends up happening with Gallinari? Because he's sort of expressed a desire to be around the yeah. team and be a veteran presence. And would Brad be, I, I hate to say cold hearted because it's just the reality is you're a championship team. Do they end up bundling him in a pick and making that tough decision? Because if you're going to add somebody that's more than just uh, a, a minimum or like a disabled player right. veteran, which is 3.2 million, you know, do you need to use Gallinari's contract to go get impact talent they'll never say this because it's just it, it's so brutal for gallinari to be like after that press conference be right, like right. it's my home this is a team i've always wanted to play for and then be like yeah i'm gonna you're gonna be traded before you have a chance to even suit up but realistically it makes sense yeah. like if, if you need i mean we'll see how it goes we'll see how the team comes together if everyone if if they're running like a fine-tuned mm-hmm. machine mid-season and Luke Cornett becomes like a better version of Daniel Teich, something like that. Maybe we're like, oh, that's, what are we going to get? That's it's going to cost more money to get another guy. Like, what do we need to do that for? Or we can just get someone on the buyout market. Um, but if not, then that's certainly a trade trip that you're going to have to explore using. And that sucks. It really yeah, sucks. It really does. But, you know, he still gets the jersey. He's still sure. got a press conference. So, right. uh, you know, it would, it, would, it would be terrible. But uh, I think one of the things that championship teams have to do is be a little bit ruthless. And I don't think it's on the top of the priority list. No. But certainly if you get into the season and you need something, you know, that's a little bit more than what you have the, the, the means and assets to go get. And they certainly have like traded player exceptions and stuff that they can use and the disabled yeah. player exception when that comes through. Uh, but that chip of Gallinari is... Uh, is valuable, especially if you like say would wouldn't trigger his player option going to another team. So uh, just something to keep an eye on as we go along because we have to we have to think about these things. It gives us extra content for like uh, the sad part is he's not playing, but it will give us you know, love content trade trade ideas for February. Except Kevin so, Durant rumors, love yeah, all of it. Yeah, exactly that. Except for August, late August content. Uh, <laughs> Chris Forsberg, NBC Sports Boston. Make sure you're checking him out on the Celtics Talk podcast and back on. Pre and post, he'll be, he'll be getting ready. Got to get up on ready. that treadmill. Up. Get moving. Look out. Live reports from the IRX Center coming fast and furious. Um, and you're probably working double if the Patriots start the season like 0 and 4 or something like that. And then uh, that uh, that content train is going to go straight to the Celtics. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> all right. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you all next week.